that personal connection is really important for being successful with the remote work, especially when any sort of conflict arises. When someone's, I don't know, said something, you're like, ooh, don't like how they phrase that. That feels a bit rude. If you don't have a good personal relationship with them, that's just gonna sit and fester and you're gonna like seethe silently from the other side of the world maybe. Whereas if you have a good connection with them, you can speak to them about it. Welcome to Design Life, a podcast about design and side projects for motivated creators. My name is Femke. And my name is Charlie. And this week's episode is a topic that the whole internet, it feels, is talking about at the moment, and that is working from home. As uh, I'm sure you know, if you're listening, um, in, in the current present time anyway, right now we're going through a global pandemic, which has meant that a lot of people are working from home. Offices are closing, people are sending their workers home to avoid the spread of it. And that means that a lot of people are working from home now who maybe have never worked from home before, have maybe even never been interested in working from home before. Like that's not something they were aiming for in their career, but you know, this is the thing they're having to deal with now. And we thought that with our combined experience, Femke's worked remote before, I have currently been working remote for over three years, that we could give some advice on working from home and just talk through the the good parts of it, how to be productive and also share the struggles that we've had. So how's that sound to you, Fem? Yeah, that sounds great. So for some color and context, we have like the company have been working from home since last week. So it's been about a week or so since we've all been working from home. And some of my teammates were kind of worried about how to be productive when working from home like they've never worked from home before or they've tried it once and really didn't like it they don't they didn't enjoy it they preferred to be in the office so some of them were kind of almost freaking out about like how am I going to continue my work how am I going to get stuff done I'm going to get so distracted or even you know I have colleagues who have kids like young kids that you know aren't going to school anymore and so they're struggling with how to balance like working from home while having kids running around your house you know there's a lot of different dynamics and different things going on right now so I thought it would be a good uh, sort of topic to talk about in this episode and personally I mean the last week for me has been adjusting to working from home life Uh, in the past as you mentioned I used to work from home remotely for about two years then since I joined Uber uh, two and a half years ago I've not been remote so I've been working on site but occasionally you know we're pretty flexible I've done the occasional working from home day once a week or so so for me this isn't like entirely new but it is a shift it is a dynamic shift you know when suddenly your whole team is working remote like that is very very different from like people spending the odd day working from home now we're trying to figure out how to like bring our rituals into the virtual space or you know how do we collaborate and communicate when we're all virtual we're all remote it's very very different uh, from what we're used to so yeah things are different things are weird staying inside a lot uh trying to adjust to this new hopefully temporary lifestyle yeah like our new normal for a while right Yeah, I think a lot of people will be in your position where the company isn't really set up to work remotely. You know, is that fair to say about Uber that that's fair? It's not it's not a remote company. There is offices all over the world, but it's it's not really set up to be remote first. Yeah, I think in in the past we've advised against remote jobs where 
the company is like, you'd be the only remote person or it's just remote friendly. It's not remote first, that it's not built into the culture there because we know from experience how much um, you can struggle with that and how it's difficult to be productive and be successful in that environment. So a lot of people are now dealing with this and I think it's going to require shifts in the company, in the way things operate, perhaps, I don't know, expectations changing about how you communicate with your team and get your work done, that sort of thing. And uh, it's something that we as individuals, as workers, I think can help uh, encourage, I suppose, in the company, like bring to them the, the right things to do. So I think it'd be good to talk about today. Yeah, I think also like I'm hoping the sort of silver lining of all of this will that will be that companies might start to embrace remote more after this whole yes, thing same. blows over. Like hopefully companies will realize like, hey, working remote actually wasn't that bad. Like the show goes on, life continues. People can be trusted. Totally. There's already been some comments uh, internally at Uber where managers or, or leadership have, have mentioned like, wow, we're really impressed or surprised by how quickly like everyone just transitioned to working from home. And like there were no blips, like, you know, everyone's been continuing the work, which, which you know, they mentioned they were really proud of. And I was kind of like, yeah, duh, like, of course we're going to continue going, you know? Uh, so I think that that's like a, a positive, hopefully positive outcome of all of this is that you know we might start to see remote work being more embraced in the future yeah agreed um i think this is forcing a lot of companies to try it out you know and like you said they might realize well the world like it's not as bad it's as they so thought bad. The, the work goes on and uh people can be trusted shock horror you know when you're a professional <laughs> that you can actually get the work done I'd be interested to know, Fem, what's because like you said it was a few years ago that you spent some time working remote What's changed? Like, have you noticed different things that you're struggling with in the past week that perhaps you didn't struggle with back when remote was your like normal? I think this time around so far has been easier because I'm in the same time zone as my peers. Whereas a few years ago when I was working remotely, I was in Amsterdam and the rest of my team was in New Zealand. And now if you do a quick Google, you'll see that the time zone is not favorable. So I think for me, this has been a bit easier because we're all in the same time zone. We're all sort of forced to be remote. So I'm not the only like one remote person. And that's actually been really great because we're all in the same situation and we all have equal amount of empathy for each other. We're all like individually called in to a meeting, whereas before I would be the one dialing in, everyone else is there in the meeting room. Right. You know, it really changes that dynamic. So for me, this has so far been easier. I think the extra level of complexity or challenge for me personally this time around is that I'm not at home working remotely by myself. So I also have my partner, Owen, who is also now working from home due to his company policy. So now there's a dynamic of like both of us squished into a room and like, oh, I have a meeting. Can you get out? Oh no, I have to get on a call. Can you get out? And like trying to sort of balance like how we can both give each other the space we need and respect and honor that while still like doing our job. Right. Yeah. I think a lot of people will be in that same situation as you. And like you said at the start, some people will even have kids to deal with as well, which obviously right. we cannot advise on, but, um, you know, more power to all those working parents out there. Totally. I've had the advice from someone um, when my, my boyfriend, Mark, started working remotely uh, last year, I guess it was. People advised us not to work in the same room. They said that it's good to create some some distance there and, you know, each have your own workspace whether if one's in the living room and you're in the office or the other way around. So 
I don't know, if things get tense between you and Owen, maybe give that a try. <laughs> but for now, it sounds like you're working through it. <laughs> for now, it's okay. I, I will say that we also um, took the time to, and, and, you know, had the finances, I guess, to invest a little bit in a home setup. Uh, like some of my peers, you know, they don't have a space in their house or um, they, you know, they don't have the equipment, like they don't have a desk or, or a screen or that kind of stuff to set up their own workstation. Uh, and I think that can be really, really tricky if you're trying to like, I don't know, for me, it really helps to like have a place to go. I have my desk, like when I sit down at my desk, that's like a mental cue of like, okay, now it's work time. I'm in the work zone. Uh, but you know, some of my colleagues are just sitting on their kitchen island or, or at their dining table because they don't have that sort of workstation. Uh, so I think that can be be really, really hard. I don't know if you have any any thoughts or advice around that. I know that you have your own office with your own setup, um, but but what about people who maybe don't have that available to them? How would you kind of encourage them to create that space or or get in that working zone? Yeah, so this is actually something that I've had to do a lot because I do a lot of remote travel for work. Wait, work travel work remotely I don't know which way around those words should go you know what I'm saying though where I'm often in a situation that I'm away from home I'm away from my home office where I do like you said have a dedicated setup and I have to carve out a a space to work in that's going to be productive and you know conducive to doing good work for the day what I like to do whether it's in a hotel or a friend's house or parent's house wherever it is that I'm staying and I'm going to be working for the day is carve out a workspace and say okay this is where I'm going to work. I'm not going to work from the sofa or if I am, I'm going to make it like my workspace sofa and it's intentional. You know, I think you need to be intentional about where your workspace is, even if it is like I've seen some pictures of people having like a plastic bin on, on top of the dining table to make a standing desk. Amazing. Even if that's your setup, like that is your dedicated workspace. And I do think having a dedicated workspace is really important for getting in that work frame of mind. Because I think the main thing that people new to working from home, especially if it's not been their choice, uh, struggle with is distraction. Distraction from being at home, which previously was your time off space. It's now your workspace. And it's very different to get your mind into, you know, that different headspace that you have to be in to be at work versus to be relaxing and to tell yourself, no, no, no. It's nine o'clock. It's not relaxing time anymore. I know I'm in the living room and that there's a television right there, but this is work time and I've got to get work done. And I think having a workspace, you know, set up that, you know, when I'm here, I'm working can really help with that. Yeah, I've heard of a lot of like different ways in addition to the space, which I think is great advice. Other like tips that I've heard is like other cues to kind of signal to yourself when when there's work time and when's not work time. Uh, actually, Al in the community, he had a kind of funny one. He he said that he wears different shoes when he's working from home. So he was like, you know, when I go to my regular job, like I'm putting shoes on, obviously. And he said he kind of continues doing that at home. And so he puts his shoes on and then takes his shoes off at the end of the day. And that's kind of a signal to him of like work started, work's ended. Uh, I think Cal Newport, I think it is, has also written a little bit about this. And I think he says something like at the end of the day, he just sort of murmurs to himself, like shut down complete or something like that. And that's like his cue that anything that comes up after that, that's work related is going to wait until the next day. So I think there's also small things like that, that you can do to kind of signify like this is the start, this is the end of the work day. And this is how I'm going to like log on and off within, you know, my my house which is both my work and my personal space now 
Yeah, that's it's really interesting to me to see the different ways people deal with this. When I read that about, um, you know, putting on different shoes for the workday, I was like, why are you wearing shoes in your house? But then I was like, come on, child. <laughs> Everyone's different. Some people, like, that's how they live. And so don't judge. I also see a lot of advice of people saying, like, you know, you've got to get up and get dressed, like, get dressed like you're going to work, but then just sit at your desk. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I understand the sentiment behind that, and I understand why they're saying that. Like you said, it's like a, it's a cue, right? But personally, I'm like, I am at working at home. Why should I be anything but comfortable? Why? Like, this is one of the perks of working from home is that you can be comfortable all day if you want to be. Yeah. And, you know, if that works for you. So, uh, I don't know, all this advice about don't work in your pajamas. I'm like, work in your freaking pajamas if you want to. But I will say you should wake up and get changed into a separate pair of like working pajamas um, <laughs> just to have that cue and to have that like start to your day. But you can still be comfortable. I don't know. I just I worry seeing all this advice that's been flying around the Internet in the past few weeks as more and more offices have been closing and sending people to work from home that. There's just going to be a bunch of people out there like sitting around in jeans and feeling uncomfortable when they could actually be in sweatpants and or maybe they're in sweatpants and they're feeling guilty about it. You know, they're feeling like they're doing it wrong. And so I just wanted to let you know that I've spent almost the past three years in sweatpants working from home and um, I'm very productive and do great work. So it's possible. <laughs> no, I think it's great. I think the, the key here is like create those cues whatever they are like yes. if for you it's putting jeans on then put bloody jeans on but if that's not your cue then who cares I for, for what it's worth I've been wearing yoga pants the last week and I feel great and super productive so I think it's more about like what are those cues to kind of get you in the headspace get you in the mindset of like okay now it's work time yeah exactly I think that's um that's really important for for getting in that headspace and I'd say other things to be be doing there is just watch yourself throughout the day. If you find yourself accidentally starting to do some chores or like maybe the TV is on in the background, try and limit that sort of stuff. Like make dedicated time to do the chores. Mm -hmm. Watch an episode of something over lunch if you want to. Like that's another perk of working from home is that you can relax like that on your lunch break if you want. But uh, you got to be a little bit strict with yourself and um, build build healthy work habits, I suppose, to, to keep your focus. What about how do you generate trust within your team? Uh, this is something that's come up a little bit. Yeah, where like some people, you know, are worried that their managers might not trust them to get the work done or they feel like they might have to put in extra effort or take extra measures to show that they're being productive. Uh, what's kind of your thoughts thoughts on this? And especially at ConvertKit, I assume you have a lot of trust there. So I'm curious like how how that came to be. Well, I think it came to be at ConvertKit because we've been remote from the very start. So I don't know how helpful that is to talk about here. But in general, I think if you're a, a leader of a team listening to this episode, I think you have to remember that everyone on your team, you hired them for a reason. They're there at your company because they were picked as a good solid worker. They were picked as like someone talented and whatever their skill set is. And you have to trust in that. And trust that when you're not there sitting next to them, able to look over their shoulder at any second, it doesn't mean that they're going to be goofing off and not getting the work done, right? It's, mm -hmm. I think with remote work, you've got to switch more to thinking about output than you do about hours that you see someone sitting there at a desk. Right. 
focus more on the output, which is what I really like about remote work because it doesn't really matter how many hours a day I spend or when I work those hours if the work is getting done, you know? So some days mornings are better for me, some days afternoons or evenings are better for me. It's just about getting the work done. And I think that if you're at a company where you're finding that they're not trusting you, I've seen horror stories of like companies wanting to install screen track, like mouse movement tracking to check that people are at their computers all the time. Oh my gosh, really? Or like expectations that if you're online, you've got to reply to a Slack message within a couple of minutes. It's just, that's just not the way to do remote work. And so if your company is doing that, um, I don't know, I'd love if you felt comfortable enough to bring it up with, you know, whoever is in charge there and say, hey, look, this is not the best way to be productive. We're worrying more about appearing to be online than we are about doing the work. So let's just have a week where we just try do the work and get it done in, you know, whatever hours we choose to work and um, we'll see how it goes and, and you'll see the results from that. I don't know. I can't imagine I would feel comfortable saying that to a superior if I was at the company <laughs> not doing this, but it's hard. Yeah. That would be the ideal. Yeah. Um, that's just, that's how remote work happens. Um, in, in my company, we check in at the start of the day and at the end. Sometimes I sometimes forget, but um, just to let people know like, hey, my day is starting now. So, you know, I'm around. Uh, and then at the end of the day, I'll be like, bye guys, I'm out for the night. So that uh, if anyone is trying to reach me, they're like, okay, yeah, Charlie's not probably not going to respond until the next day, which is totally okay because <laughs> you just got to change those expectations. And I think you have to change them within yourself too. Like, uh, because I, most of my team is based in the US, I have to make sure that I know everything I need to know and have everything that I need, like, sorted for a project that I'm planning to work on the next day. Right. Because half my day, the people in the US aren't online, you know? So I've got to make sure I get those questions answered the day before so that the next morning I can be self-sufficient and just get on with things without requiring anything from anyone else. So you just got to shift your mindset a little bit to... I suppose think ahead and also think more asynchronously, realizing that you can't just tap your colleague on their shoulder whenever you need something from them. Yeah, we're trying to uh, like really over communicate uh, within within our team, and it's it's interesting moving from like synchronous to asynchronous communication, which we haven't really had in the past. Like I've. I'm so used to just being able to tap anyone on the shoulder, like literally in, in the office. And then now suddenly I have to like articulate my question into like a written format, which in itself is a whole exercise. Uh, and then, you know, wait potentially who knows how long to get a response. And it's just a very different way of communicating. So far, actually, I really like it because you kind of have this record of communication. Whereas before, if you're having these like verbal conversations, things can get lost or like maybe you forgot to loop in a person or something like that. So I think there's definitely benefits to this so far. And it's also got me thinking a little bit about like what you were talking about before, where output suddenly becomes a lot more important, I feel, than it than it was. I mean, of course, output is, is always important in itself. But now that I'm working from home, it's kind of made me realize that like there's a lot more, I don't want to say pressure, but like the more output I can give, I feel like the more trust I will gain in a way. And so I want to make sure that I'm really producing, like continuing, not starting to because I was doing it already, but continuing to produce the work and like at the right level and at the right standard to, to build that trust, I guess. It's really interesting that you say you feel extra pressure 
doing that working from home and I totally understand that and this is what I see from a lot of other people too is that especially when you're new to working remote working from home you tend to work much longer hours and work much harder than you do in an office and um, I mean the working working harder is not a bad thing obviously like you know get more done that's great but you that doesn't mean work should take up any more of your time you know, than it was previously when you're in an office. That's another horror story I've heard is that some offices are saying, well, now that you're not having to commute 30 minutes, you can put 30 minutes extra into work. And I'm like, seriously? Ah, no, that's not how oh it works. Oh my gosh. Yeah, exactly. But you've got to make sure you don't do that. You've got to make sure that you don't fill all of your time, that you're awake for the day, thinking about work and doing work. It is so easy to do, especially when you don't have that dedicated space I know some people like don't mind working from bed or whatever and that it's fine for them but me personally I would just never be able to get to sleep if I did work from bed even from the bedroom I'm really glad that I have a desk um in a completely separate room um from any any space that I relax you know because it creates that separation but it's really easy to do so just watch out that you don't do that I track my hours when I work now mostly for myself in fact I don't know why I said mostly. It's literally only for myself. No one else <laughs> has asked me to do it or needs to see it. it. It keeps me on point in knowing, okay, I've probably put in enough hours today. Like I can feel good about signing off right now. Right. Because it, it can be hard, hard to judge by the output, especially when you're used to a nine to five, you know, timing being the way you work. Yeah. This is something I'm trying to figure out with like creating my new working from home routine. Mm. Like you said, it's really easy to just like wake up, like start working and then, oh, it's dinner time, you know, that you kind of lose the track of time. Oh, yeah. Uh, so trying to figure out how to like insert these almost like rituals to kind of break up my day. Like, for example, we're trying to start every morning by going for a walk around the block um, just to kind of kick off the day and make sure that we're not just like zombieing from our bed to our computers uh, and, you know, taking time to have lunch together and like maybe what catch up on an episode like you mentioned um, to try and break it up rather than just it's just so easy, I think, to just stay at your desk the whole day. Uh, and, you know, that's not what you do when you're going into work at your regular day job. So I think it's important to make sure you're breaking it up and being conscious of how much time you're, you're sinking into it. Yeah. And like, you don't need to be at your desk with your bum in that seat or feet on that floor standing. If it's a standing desk for the whole eight hours, cause you're not doing that when you're in an office, like you said, you're going to take a lunch break. You're going to take a break to make a cup of tea, go to the bathroom. Like, I don't know. Don't, you shouldn't expect more hours from yourself now that you're working from home. Exactly, exactly. Personally, I've found that my hours that I spend working are more productive. And so I need less hours actually to get the output done. So that's great. Um, and that's the thing, like if you can be productive and have some really good solid focused blocks and get the work in, then great, you, then, then you're done for the day, you know? Just don't, I don't know. Yeah, I know what you mean. I, I... I think this is what works well for me, like in the working from home sort of lifestyle, quote unquote, is that I find that when I work from home, I tend to work less hours than if I was in the office. Like, you know, an average day in the office for me might be eight, sometimes even nine hours. Uh, but when I'm working from home, it's more like six to seven. And at first you might be like, oh my gosh, she's like putting in less hours. But I find that I'm so much more productive at home. Like I can get those focus blocks in, no interruptions, no distractions. I can just 
better like produce work that I feel like I more quickly you know get to get to a point where I'm like yeah I feel satisfied I feel done I've, I've done the day's work and even though it might be two hours less than in the office those two hours in the office probably were spent you know like you said making a cup of tea chatting to my colleagues like going to the bathroom having lunch and so it's really not about the hours it's more about the output did that feel strange at first though? Like, did you feel a bit guilty about that? Because, and I'm asking, cause I yeah. did when I first started tracking my time and realized, totally. oh, I didn't do like eight to nine hours worth of work today. Totally. Yes. You know, and then feeling guilty about that, but we shouldn't because that's, I don't know. I think that nine to five is a relic from another era that we're going to have to let go of very soon in order to, you know, stay up to date with today's workforce. I'm interested to know what are your your workmates who you said um, haven't worked from home before and they're kind of like worried about it. Do you know what their main concerns are? What are they mostly worried about when it comes to working from home? Well, some of them don't have dedicated workspaces in their home, so they were worried about that. Okay. Yep. Well, some of them also mentioned distractions. Like <laughs> one of one of my colleagues is a musician, and he was like, "I know that I'm just going to pick up my guitar, and it's going to be two hours later, and I will have you know been spending two hours playing guitar." Uh, so things like that is is what they're worried about: the distractions, not having the dedicated workspace or focus zone. Uh, those were the main concerns. Okay, I've got another tip for focus zone then, because like over my years of especially traveling, I think to work remote has really helped me hone this skill uh, of being able to focus anywhere. And it comes down to cues like we talked about of getting dressed, like starting the workday, that sort of thing. But for me, it's also like certain music. So even if I am waiting to get on a flight and I've got half an hour, I don't have a desk. I've just got my lap with a laptop on it terribly unergonomic in all of that, smaller screen, not ideal, <laughs> etc. But I can put on this one playlist that is my focus playlist that I only ever listen to when I'm working, when I'm trying to get solid work done. And it like puts me in the zone and I wear headphones to do it. So I sometimes do this at home, even though I have my own office, I can play music through the speakers if I want. But there's something about headphones that gets me more into focus zone. Yeah. And so... I'll do that and be able to get work done. So maybe that's a tip for anyone out there who has not got a dedicated workspace to set up some other cues for yourself to be in work mode. Can we talk for a bit about like collaboration and culture? Like, you know, we have things that we do as a team, rituals or whatever, that now we're trying to figure out how do we how do we bring that online? Like, are we just not going to see each other for a month or how do we continue to foster these sort of cultural things that we do as a team? Uh, but virtually any, any thoughts about that? Yes. Many thoughts about that. So uh, I think there was some suggestions in the community about having, making sure you have a separate channel and whatever, you know, chat app you use just for like water cooler chatting. So for us, that's our random channel. And we also have we have a what I'm reading channel. We have a convert pups channel, which is where everyone posts pictures of their dogs. It's great. Like, Cute. you know, let some life in there as well and make sure that you're not all just faces on a screen and that there's these little things to remember that we're all, we're all fellow humans, that we all like each other. We've all got our own individual personalities and all of that. I, it sounds ridiculous to say, but it, it can be harder to to remember that when you're just seeing words typed on a screen from a little avatar, you know, um, and that personal connection is really important for being successful with the remote work, especially when any sort of conflict arises, 
when someone's, I don't know, said something, you're like, ooh, don't like how they phrase that. That feels a bit rude. Or, you know, if you don't have a good personal relationship with them, that's just going to sit and fester. And you're going to, like, seethe silently from the other side of the world, maybe. Whereas if you have a good connection with them, you can speak to them about it and be like, hey, what did you mean by this? Like, I don't know. Um, and you can talk about it and, and understand what they actually meant and figuring out tone through text is really hard. So those sorts of things, they do happen when you're working remotely. So take the time to just be human with your coworkers as well. It doesn't have to be all work in, in your chat app. At ConvertKit, we also focus any meetings we have because we use Zoom to have video meetings. Um, meetings aren't for updates for us, which are in... In my experience, anyway, in an office, that's a lot of the time what a meeting was, was like everyone gathered together, someone's going to give us right. a status update on this project and where we're at with this number and all that. This is where I'm going to learn about this stuff. We just have that posted into a Slack channel called Headlines, which is a thing, you know, to check to uh, get on top of the status update sort of thing. And then meetings are more for discussions and maybe the type of thing that would usually happen around a lunch table or, you know, in a meeting in person where you're getting together to brainstorm. We make the space for those to happen on team calls, which I think is is really cool and um, something that a company would need to do in order to be successful. Meetings can't just be updates, essentially. Yeah, we're trying. So we used to do like a daily stand up and chat and mm -hmm. now we're moving it to video just to nice. like stay connected. And it's a nice way, you know, every day at 10 a.m. just to like for 10 minutes, pop on the video call, say hi, see each other. Uh, that's a nice I think for us so far has been a really nice kickoff to the day to come together. We're also trying to figure out how to how to bring out other rituals uh, online Uh for, for the time being, as a sort of temporary thing, we've, we're doing like a lunch chat and chew. Whereas like for an hour from 12 to 1, there's just like an open video chat and you can join if you want, have your lunch, chat, uh, kind of trying to replicate the like lunch table sort of vibe and conversation that we usually have. So that's been, been nice. I haven't joined every day, but it's sometimes nice to just pop in and see how people are going, how people are feeling, how people are coping with, with the news and things like that. Um, so yeah, we're trying to figure out these things and with our meetings, we're also trying to really encourage video as much as possible, unless yes. of course, like you don't feel comfortable or there's a reason you can't turn on your video. That's obviously fine. Um, but I think having your video on makes such a big difference. Uh, and so we're trying to encourage that a lot using zoom's virtual backgrounds has been really fun for us where you can <laughs> set your own background. Uh, we've been like giving prompts to meetings. So like, like, you know, what's something that you're scared of? And then you have to set your virtual background to that oh thing. Gosh. So, you know, just making it fun uh, and light has been has been nice. So, yeah, that's some of the things that we've been trying uh, to kind of bring into our working from home uh, stuff. But, yeah, it's, it's definitely not the same as being together in the office. Um, but I think if everyone's kind of willing to give it a go, then, you know, it can it can work out pretty well. Yeah, I love that. I love that your team is embracing using video chat because I think that is key to being successful working remote. I feel like before I started working remotely, I would be like, oh, I gotta get on a video call. Okay, I better go like do my hair and like make sure oh, my yeah. lighting's good, <laughs> got a good background. All right, ready? Okay, we're gonna push go, you know? Whereas now I'm like, yeah, sure. We need to chat about something. Here's my link. Let's start talking two minutes later, you know? Yeah, who cares? <laughs> yeah, being, being much more casual about it and realizing that video calls are not a big deal 
and that they are, like you said, that that human interaction right now. For a lot of us, like where I am in, am in Spain, we're literally not allowed to leave our houses right now unless it's for a very specific set of reasons. And none of those reasons are just because I want to go hang out with my friends. You're not allowed to do that. <laughs> and so like, yeah, getting on a video call with my workmates has been wonderful because it's like talking to other people, seeing someone's face, hearing how their day's going. That that social connection is really important, not just for the personal care of establishing, you know, getting to know your workmates, but for your own mental health as well. So I'm glad that your team is doing that. Yeah, it's been good so far. Good. So we had a question from Meg about whiteboarding because she said her team is addicted <laughs> to whiteboards and that is the biggest struggle when it comes to working remote for them. Is that something that your team is used to as well? Have you found a solution for it? Okay. So one of the first email thread questions that went out after the company announced working from home was someone was like, how are we going to whiteboard? Does anybody have a good whiteboarding tool? Like literally this was like the like, number one crisis. This is crisis. what everyone's worried about. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I totally relate to this. We do a lot of in-person, like we call them jams where we like, we'll jam on an idea together and we're in front of the whiteboard and we're working through a problem or whatever. Um, so we have similar concerns to, to Meg, but I have come to learn that there are tools for this online. Surprise, surprise. Great. Uh, actually, if you use G Suite, uh, Google has a tool called Jamboard, which is basically a virtual whiteboard and anyone can join, whatever, uh, very collaborative in the cloud. So that uh, is one tool I would propose. Uh, we've also been using a tool already we've been using it for a while like before working from home but it works really well for this use case too is called whimsical and you can create like it's more of a design tool but very very lightweight so you can create uh like flows wireframes sticky notes like they have all the templates for it so you don't need to like bother drawing boxes you just drag and drop the box and it's there and it scales and it, it works really well uh, so i would recommend that also if you didn't know zoom actually also has drawing tool kind of built in it like if you're on a video call you can actually annotate uh in the zoom call uh so there is also that option so i feel like there are tools for this uh it's obviously not the same as coming together in person in front of a whiteboard but you know you're all working from home now you've got to give it a little bit of effort and you've got to try something new uh so those are the tools that i would recommend giving a go also figma i can't believe we didn't mention that because oh, you know we're both course. figma fangirls but <laughs> It's great for, you know, being collaborative. You don't have to be producing high fidelity things in it. You can just, you know, draw a box, drop some text in if you want. You can see everyone else's mouses on the screen. So that's great too. That's what I use with um, other designers and with the developer that I work with as well to talk through a project usually. I also like would embrace this as like, I would embrace this constraint like, yeah. it's very easy to have a whiteboard in front of you and just be really messy with your ideas and like throw things around. And, you know, I have so many photos in my camera roll of, of whiteboards that we've like done a huge jam and then taken a photo and like with the intention of, OK, now we're going to go away and like digitize this and clean it up. And like 90 percent right. of that time, it doesn't happen. It just kind of lives in my camera roll. Uh, so I would also embrace this constraint of like, OK, now we now we're kind of encouraged to think and articulate ourselves a lot more clearly about how we're going to jam these ideas out together, how we're going to whiteboard. Everything is like 
documented as you're doing it so that's like an added benefit you don't need to like go and digitize a photo of a whiteboard so you know I would I would embrace it as a way to kind of help you articulate your thoughts help you consolidate the problem that you're trying to get through I think really there's only benefits to this to be honest yeah and I I think that's a great note to end on and a great attitude to take towards this especially if you're in that situation like we said of working from home not by choice right now but um you know, this is a chance for you to try it out without having to leave your job and get a remote job. You know, you're getting to try it out and see how it works for you right now in your current role, which is great. You're learning new skills of, like Fem said, being more articulate to communicate your ideas. Something I wanted to say um, earlier on, Fem, when you were talking about uh, sending people a question and like having to write it out beforehand instead of just tapping them on the shoulder, is that sometimes I will start having a message to someone to ask a question but in trying to formulate my question, I figure out the answer by myself. I don't know if that's right, happening for yeah. you as well. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, that's great too. You get to think for yourself more and not rely on just being able to tap on other people's shoulders all the time. It's going to make you a more independent worker for sure. And you're going to finish this with a much better sense of what you need to be productive, I think. You're going to better understand where your own flaws are when it comes to distractions and getting work done. And yeah, just just be able to go on forward knowing, okay, this is what I need to make a good work environment. This is what I'm looking for. And take that through the rest of your career pretty much. Yeah, I think this is going to be a great learning opportunity for a lot of people out there. And to be honest, I'm like kind of excited about the outcome from from this. Like I said at the beginning, like, you know, this might actually encourage a shift in companies to embrace working from home more which I personally am excited about uh, so you know I think there's a silver lining to this and for those people listening who are working from home for the first time I know it's hard also like in the current climate right now give yourself a little bit of a break take that yes. extra time you need for your headspace look after your mental health you know it's times are different right now so just take that into consideration too and do what's best for you yeah, I love it. Good chat, Fem. This was really great. Thank you so much for sharing all. And I'm sure that you have like so many more tips about working from home that we didn't even touch on. But thank you for sharing. <laughs> thank you for um, giving me an opportunity just to pimp my own blog right here because uh, I'm publishing a post this week, which will be up by the time this episode goes up with my like my advice and how I approach working from home. I know oh, everyone's great. been posting these. But I was like, might as well add my own to the mix, especially because I'm not going to tell everyone to put their jeans on every day. So yeah, we'll leave a link to that in the show notes as well. How about that? Awesome. Yeah, you have so much experience in this area. I can't wait to read it. Cool. All right. Well, good talking to you, fam. Hope you have a good day working from home and, you know, let's make the most of this. Make the most of it. All right. See you next week. Bye, fam. Bye.